Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jordan Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. 2015 was one of the most fun years I've ever had. That's kind of the underrated year. We all talked about 2016. 2015, man, I mean, they, they won the wild card. They went in as the underdog and, and beat the Pirates in the wild card game, beat the Cardinals uh, in a playoff series, which was amazing. Uh, yes, it ended with a thud against the Mets, but I, I thought 2015 was, was a ton of fun. And without that year and kind of that postseason experience, I'm not sure 2016 would have happened the way it did. So I, I, I really, really enjoyed 2015 in particular. Well, that is Noah Schlitz up with Len Casper, the then voice of the Chicago Cubs. Now he's moved to the south side. Huh? He's with the Chicago White Sox. Uh, one of your interviews on your YouTube page, Schlick Sports. Uh, go check it out there on YouTube. You've done a bunch of interviews, uh, and I think that's one of the broadcasters you look up to, right, coming from Iowa, being a Cubs fan? Yeah. Um, I, so I lived in the Chicago area when I, since until I was five. And Len Casper, my entire – until, well, this season – has been on the TV every single day the Cubs have played. And he's the guy who I who got me into broadcasting. It's like, oh, that's really cool. And, you know, as soon as I realized I'm not going to play in the NBA and MLB. Um, <laughs> you already realized that? I'm still waiting. I know, right? I'm still waiting for that to click in. Well, I saw that Jacksonville Giants <laughs> click in. Yeah, there we go. See? I mean, NBA. It. Got I a mean, pro I'll... career already started Oh, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, Len, you know, I always thought that was fun. And my mom, she says, you know, she's got videos of me in the backyard, and I'm playing these backyard baseball games. And she was like, deep down, I knew it wasn't going to be that. It was going to be for my broadcasting. That's awesome. And, of course, over the years since, I mean, I've gotten better since I was two, uh, luckily. <laughs> um, but, we all have, I think. Yeah, I think. Um, but, yeah, it's... Len's the guy who we'd, you know, lay on the couch at night or in the afternoon and watch uh, the Cubs game, and Len Caster would be on there with Rob Brentley at the beginning and J.D., Jim Deshays. And um, he's he's kind of the guy who was, like, who got me into broadcasting and what it is. So, yeah, Len's really who got me started in this. Uh, that's pretty cool. And, and uh, you've been able to do a bunch of different interviews. Uh, give me some of your favorites. Uh, you, we talked about Mac Jones. you got Len. Uh, Tim Howard. Yeah, uh, Mac Jones, one of my favorites. Tim Howard, man. I have Tourette syndrome. He has Tourette syndrome, and this is the guy who he's like the face of TS, as we call it. And you know, when I found that out, I'm like, oh, seriously? Because like this is the guy who he's he became an American hero almost after he had that 15 save game, and it's. It's really incredible what he's able to do. He was able to overcome his Tourette's, but he says it actually helps him. And I'm with him there. It's like most people with Tourette's, you have a superpower almost that comes with it. For him, it's soccer. I also interviewed an Olympic swimmer, gold medalist Anthony Irvin, who has Tourette's. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, you know, my superpower, as I like to say, is broadcasting. That's what I want it to be, at least. And, um, you know, my brother, he also has Tourette's. He's incredible at video games. I swear, like, he he beat Mario Kart in three days, it seemed like. like th he's hey, what's your brother's it? name? Will. He's Will. beaten it, like, five times, and he beat it five times in one year. And I how remember. old's Will? Uh, let's see. He's 
who knows the ages of your siblings anymore? Uh, no, but he's, he's Yeah, I can say now. that. I he's don't know 10. how old my sisters are now. He's 10? Yeah, he's yeah. 10. I got three siblings. I can make that excuse. Okay. Oh, who else are we giving a shout-out to? Uh, Josie and Maya. And they're all definitely not watching this. They're definitely out playing with their friends right now. Uh <laughs> Yes. That's uh, right. They can watch it back later or subscribe to the Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 podcast. There you go. So you have TS, Tourette Syndrome. Uh, This is an interesting part of the story that I'll just share from from my view. I told you earlier in the show, uh, why is Noah here? Well, uh, first of all, I knew I wanted to do this since I was 12. So Noah's broadcasting a Creekside game. Everybody's saying, man, this guy's good. He listened to him. you got to check him out. you got to hire him. That's what they were saying. We're not hiring you, by the way. Not yet, at least. Uh, (laughs) And so... This came up, an opportunity to do this. He's never been the Players' Championship. We get to do the show, and, and you can hear him. He's doing a great job talking sports. Uh, but I went up to him after that game and just introduced myself, and that was it. Like, we just, okay, hey, if you have any questions, you know, down the road. Well, I think a couple of things came out. I tweeted something mm-hmm. uh, of you doing that, and, and a lot of people caught wind of the tweet and said you did a great job broadcasting the game, uh, the baseball game that was. And, and he also does basketball and football over at Creekside. He asked Luke Maribel, the athletic director, if he could do it when he moved here. And uh, so he's been doing a bunch of games, and he did games in Iowa for basketball mm-hmm. and others as well. Followed one team all the way to the state championship, right? Yeah, North Scott. Uh, shout out to any Lancers listening. But, um, yeah, they, their basketball is their thing. You know, North Scott is big on basketball. They, they won the state football championship for the first time this year. That was awesome to watch on TV. But, yeah, I started there, and that was two years ago. And, you know, for, like, YouTube and stuff, actual games, I've been broadcasting for, let's see, this is my second full year. And this is my second year, but pretty much I've been broadcasting since I was two years old. Like, every day, I mentioned the Goodyear blimp earlier, I had a doubleheader every time the Goodyear blimp was there. <laughs> I had two Cubs games uh, that day in my backyard, uh, maybe a football game, if Tiger Woods hadn't won the John Deere Classic yet. So, um, <laughs> in my backyard. So, yeah, I've, it's kind of been something that it's, you know, broadcasting, uh, you know, I say that's my first baseball game. It's probably like my thousandth. Baseball game. 1,005. Yeah. yeah, we couldn't like, believe it was his first game. The one game that, that we were at that I met Noah, they said it was the first time he's actually broadcast a game. It did not seem like it. There were plenty of games in the backyard. But, uh, what I did not know at that time until days later, until we tweeted it out, and then I saw your social media, is that you have Tourette syndrome. Yeah. And I think, is that a common thing where if we have all these folks come by and say hello to you and, and hey, I'm Noah. Well, we're too, talking about it now. Not too many people know that you have Tourette syndrome. I think it's a, a Tourette syndrome seems like something that we would identify yeah. in a person. Uh, but is that mean yours a mild case, or well, give us a little history on that? Mine is a pretty mild case. So it, we're talking about it now, so you'll probably hear me squeak a few times, which is one of my tics. I squeaked a few seconds ago, but Tourette's is actually pretty common. One out of every 160 children have it in the United States. So it's not like this thing that like no one has. Like And there's not too much research about it, though. It, it, people don't know too much about Tourette's. There's no cure. And uh, pretty much what it is is I, you know, I make movements or sounds that I can't control. It's a neurological disability, neuro me- developmental, uh, big words. 
it's a big word disability. <laughs> and so I, I have voter, motor and vocal tics. Vocals it, is sounds that like I'm that you can make like squeaks or invoke motor tics are like movements. So I have one tick where I constantly am doing something with my chest. I can't really explain. It's like sucking in and that comes out. It hurts, but I can't control it. So that really is painful. Uh, and then I have another tick where uh, you might have noticed it. I have bunny nose, as we like to call That's it. Little bunny nose. Uh, it's been there for a few years. I scrunch it up and then. Uh, have, you can't see it with the headset on, but I have alfalfa ears to go along with it. So uh, I have quite a few ticks, and you know those m- motor ticks are more. You know I do those a lot, like I'm doing them right, pretty much all the time. Uh, but those vocal ticks are more noticeable, and a lot of kids get bullied about it, and it's tough on a lot of kids. It was tough on me. Um, you know, it really starts. It's it affects you the most as you're a child. So. I had, fell into a really dark spot right when I picked up, and I was struggling at school with it, and uh, it I was trying to hold in my ticks all day, and then I let it out. It was just so defeating, and you walked the halls and kind of looked at it as an alien, and, you know, that's just really tough. It got me in a dark spot, but the thing is, broadcasting is the thing that brought me out of it. I started broadcasting, and, you know, it w- it really saved me in a way. But, yeah, Tourette's is, my brother has it. He has a very severe case of it. And, oh, the thing, coprolalia, it's the it's the thing Tourette's is known for. It's uh, looked at, it's the cursing disease, as some people know it. Only ten, less than 10% of us with Tourette's actually have that. Um, there's also another thing that's you know can be swearing that my brother has that goes with Tourette's, but that's also really rare. So, um, Tourette's, there's not too much... Not people, many people know too much about it, and they'll probably think of it as the cursing disease. Yeah, and so that's why the outside casual person that doesn't know much about it, and there's a lot of folks that don't even know they have it, uh, Mm -hmm. right? So the awareness uh, that people are walking around that might have Tourette's and just haven't gone to the doctor. 50% go undiagnosed. Yeah, that's uh, really interesting. So you said two two things that that caught my attention. One is... um, you know, you went through some tough times, but broadcasting brings you out of it. The folks in Iowa where you, uh, where Noah and his family lived in Quad Cities, they did a story, really nice story, too, one of the TV affiliates. And before you knew it, you had you were doing you had all these people reaching out to you and you're doing big time interviews and you're you're like sports center top 10 uh, yeah. uh, or number 1 I think right when you called yeah, the state was, championship game that was insane uh Ty Anderson who's on UNI now this is his freshman year there um there's a tick hello um but, uh yeah so that that was insane so he so there's 0.6 seconds left and North Scott had just given up a bucket. I thought it was over. We all did. And um, there was – it was insane. We were down by two. And I thought they, they'd done a play like this at the half, and at, and they worked on this in practice a bit where they just throw it up to tie by the rim. And I thought they were going to do that. So Trent Allard, a quarterback on our team, runs across the, the baseline, and then he throws it. He just chucks it down the court. And – it's way outside the three-point line, and I go, oh, that's over, because I thought they were throwing to the hoop, and I was like, oh, that's over. But Ty jumps up, comes down, and chucks it up, and hey, Waterloo West fans, there's video, slow-mo. It's 
not the clock. It's the orange around yeah, the backboard. That light that comes on. That was their argument. But anyways, he gets it off right before the orange goes, and then it goes in for the three NBA distance. They sinks it, and I'm suddenly going insane. Another thing about Tourette's, when you get excited or nervous, your ticks go up. So I'm the most excited I have ever been <laughs> right there. And it sounds Rightfully like I'm having, so. And it sounds like I'm having massive voice cracks when I make the call. I'm like, North Scott wins. <laughs> They're going to stay. Is those are ticks actually? And I'm trying to get it out, but I'm ticking so much because I'm so excited. Like those are my guys that just. It's a going really good stay. call. It's on your social media and yeah, on your YouTube page yeah. as well, so you can see it. So that that's pretty wild. Yeah, so, ESPN. They they took my call. They put it way down. But hey, I. It I doesn't matter. To, it was still I there. I filmed it. I filmed it, and you can hear it. That was me. Yes. <laughs> I, I made Sports Center twice actually. That's a big moment. You'll make it again. Uh, so your family moves down here, but to be closer to Gainesville because there's a Tourette Center, right? Yes. Um, um, so there's not too many Tourette centers here where we, you can go and get therapy for Tourette's and m- get diagnosed for medication. Uh, and, like, we lived in the Midwest, and uh, the closest one to us that was actually any good was in Kansas City, and that was five and a half hours away. So we had – so my parents were like, well, what do we do now? And we couldn't make that drive much. We couldn't get the therapy that we needed and the, you know, medication diagnosis. So we head down to Florida, and now we're here in Gainesville. So my dad gets this, you know, job pops up down in Florida. And there's Tourette Center of Excellence in Gainesville, and that's pretty close to here. So we were able, we took that opportunity, and we moved down here. And now, you know, with COVID, we've had a lot of telehealth, which really is if we were in Iowa and there was telehealth, man, we wouldn't have had to make that drive. We still could have had treatment and wouldn't have had to go all that way. And so down that's why we moved down here for this Gainesville Tourette Center of Excellence. And it's been amazing. It's really helped with my OCD, Tourette's, and uh, everything. It's really it's really a great thing. And that's where, you know, the comes from research and all this funding. And that's really important for Tourette's. And I I think it's just been really awesome, you know. Not only that, but, hey, it's Florida, man. This is awesome. (laughs) This isn't a bad spot to be, especially in uh, March. All right, one last thing on on Tourette's and and your advocacy for it. You're part Mm -hmm. of a youth program, and you just spoke to, I think, uh, Representative John Rutherford last week and others, right? Basically, you gave a speech to to congressmen and women. Is that right? Do yeah. I have that right? So we uh, I became a youth ambassador for the Tourette Association this year, and we went around Florida uh, via Zoom, thank you, uh, but via, you know, these, you know, video chats. And we talked with all the representatives here. And uh, it's about funding for Tourette's, that research that I talked about, funding for medication, telehealth, all this stuff. And it can really spread awareness, and it's really... Uh, it, it was great going around here talking to these people and spreading awareness. And then I went out in front of everyone and gave a speech. And I, I mean, it was a great experience. And I, I was How'd honored you do? to Did do you kill it. it. Yeah, I killed it. <laughs> that's good. Not uh, hiding it. My mom's gonna kill me for that. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> we thought. Uh... <laughs> Nah, uh, but I I did fine, and it, it was great going out there and 
you know, being able to spread awareness, I was honored to go out there and do it, share my story to help create awareness about what Tourette's is. Well, that's good stuff, it's man. Like Keep up the good work, and obviously the broadcasting has helped you. Uh, you're in a good place, and, and uh, I think everybody's supporting it, and you're really going to be good at this thing. You're already very good at this thing, so keep working at it, and it's Thank a passion you. that's... That's uh, that's great. So let's talk more sports. You're with us All until right. 5, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Noah Schlickson, along with Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, fighting on Saturday down in Orlando. So he's off today and tomorrow. Players' Championship, Sergio Garcia, the round of the day by three shots. Still has a three-shot lead here. The uh, former champ, 765 in the first round. You mentioned Kyle Pitts. Why do you want him so bad? And Do you think the Jags should make at least an interesting look at uh, moving up and trading up and get him, even if it's into the top ten? I really do, because think about it, tight end is a big need of theirs. And whether it's Pat Fairmouth or however you say that, I think I got it right. But You can call him whatever you want. Yeah, call him whatever you want, but they got his tight end coach there, so it's either going to be him or Pitts. But I feel like you really need to get one of those two guys, and the best one is Kyle Pitts. You get that kind of weapon for Trevor Lawrence, and, you know, I think it was Garden Football on Twitter, they they or Footballism, one of the two, they had tweeted about, Who's your comparison to Kyle Pitts? And you look in the comments, and I totally agree with this. There's no one really like him at the tight end position. He's kind of a combination of a Darren Waller and a DK Metcalf. Like, it's you look at him in Florida. I was, you know, down here in Florida, of course, you get the Gator games, and you're looking at him, and it's just you haven't seen a guy like him in a long time. He really can be special. He has the talent to uh, be, be a really special player. So um, I, I'm... I'm really big on Kyle Pitts. I think if the Jags have the opportunity to trade up and get him for Trevor Lawrence, they really should do that. Yeah, listen, you're again. I feel like he does. He's not a Austin Lane lookalike. All right. I mean, there's a big difference between these two yeah. guys. But whoever sits to my left has similar opinions. Austin loves the idea of it. I just don't know if it's feasible. I believe in it too. I'm not off that train. Yeah. I believe in in Kyle Pitts being a difference maker. I, I, the, the Waller stuff in, in Las Vegas now is just too eye-popping to ignore. They don't make players like that very much, and we all know the help the Jags need at tight end. I don't yep. even look at Kyle Pitts as a tight end, quite frankly. Look yep. him as another pass catcher, a dynamic player in your offense that makes well, your offense good. evolve. But I just don't see them going in the top ten. You get to 11 to 15 if he drops there, which it doesn't look likely, but if he did, then I'd really consider it. Yeah, and Fairmouth is a good one too. But I, you look at Kyle Pitts, and like you said, you don't look, you look at him as a pass catcher. And the thing is, that's kind of what the NFL tight end is starting to be. They're they're starting to become a bigger part of the offense than they used to be. They're becoming stars. They're catching passes. They're making a big impact. And they're not just blockers. Like they go out there and they have a big effect in the receiving game. And you know, it's it's really it's. Kyle Pitts is like the next generation. All right. You're deep diving into this draft because you're going maybe third round on Amir Smith-Marset, an Iowa guy. Did I say that right? Yeah, Amir Smith-Marset. That would be probably a later round pick. Yeah, it's probably I, in I the know, third. I it's like seen, a third, fourth round, middle round guy. You know, I've seen some mock drafts where he's like in the sixth. but you seen him that far down? Yeah. I mean, okay. it's, I mean, Amir, I saw Jags Wire posted that the Jags are interested in him. And uh, I, I'm an Iowa fan, so I've seen him all season. Amir is a great – he's like Keelan Cole. He's exactly like Keelan Cole. Like, he's a good receiver, but, man, as a returner, like, there was no better returner in the country than Amir Smith-Marset this year. And, uh, I mean, I think it, that would be a great um, 
uh, move for the Jaguars to get him in the middle rounds. But, hey, uh, all the Iowa fans will get this. He's got to stay away from those backflips into the end zone. Man. Yeah, and that's <laughs> when he got hurt, right? Yeah. Uh, this this is an interesting one if you read up in, on Amir Smith-Marset. Because Urban Meyer just said Tuesday he wants explosiveness and speed. Well, this guy has it. That's Amir. He's got explosiveness and speed. And it shows you, once again, the depth of the receivers. Now, he's got some flaws, too. Yeah. Uh, and he's not a physical guy. But if you're talking about somebody that you could take a chance on and maybe get some value on That's middle to late, late rounds, rounds, you're keep an eye on him for yeah. a flyer because he can fly. Mm-hmm. And it, if you want to take the top off. Now, they might do something a lot earlier. They might get somebody a little bit more um, you know, that can make a quick impact. But he is an interesting guy based on alone what Urban Meyer said on Tuesday. He can flat-out fly. Exactly and speed. what he wants. And, again, you can help in the return game, although I don't make that a huge priority, especially oh, yeah. until later on in the draft or even undrafted free agency if I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, got to take a break. We'll come back, continue updates on the Players' Championship. Uh, cool golf initiative going on as well. And we do want to remind you about the Dream 18 card. You only have a couple more days, 25% off discounted golf, ESPN690.com. 25% off this week only. Go get it. Our Players' Championship coverage brought to you by Talent Wealth Management. We're back from TPC Sawgrass right after this on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. Uh, then I said, still looking for his fourth career sack. Austin Lane. I'm spending pretty much every single day with somebody for pretty much two years now that you know somebody. And they surprise you. <laughs> I sit here before you right now, and I am surprised. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Got two guys on Anderson. Here's Allard throwing it across the court. Oh, that's over. This time expires. Oh, my gosh! Oh, my gosh! What are you going to do? What are you going to do? They killed him! They killed him! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! There it is. That's North where Scott. Is that the, the name of the school? North yeah, Scott. North Scott. So you were just, if you just jumped in with us, Noah's call from an Iowa high school game. Was that the state championship game? No, nah, it was like, to get to the state quarterfinals. Okay. And so. Semifinals. But you were just talking, and we had, uh, we had a conversation about your Tourette's syndrome, and you said you have ticks in the, the squeaking. That wasn't your voice getting high-pitched. That, that was wasn't, the tick. No, that was the tick, actually. It, because whole, of excitement. Yeah, yeah. When you have, ex- when you're really excited, when you're really excited, nervous, feeling an emotion like that, your ticks are gonna go up. Or if you're talking about it, right there was one of the most exciting moments of my life. Uh, so I know some people aren't gonna believe me on that, but that's actually my ticks there. Uh, that uh, was a good call, though. Anyway, that was a lot of fun. And uh, you've got to get out of here at five because you've got to call the Creekside Knights baseball game. Oh you got yeah. Duty. They, they missed you Tuesday because you were playing baseball. Man, I missed a no hitter. <laughs> How did that happen? I told my parents, Kobe, Kobe's pitching. Yeah, Kobe Frieda, no hitter the other day. Uh, obviously, I try not to do too much Creekside coverage around here, but, well, it's happening. That Stuart Weber is shaking his head over there. <laughs> Get ready for it for the next few years, folks, because softball oh, yeah. player and a baseball player can't help it. Just say nice things about Ty Martino's dad today. All right. All right, on the broadcast. That would be okay. very nice. Hey, let's get South Beach Gary in. You're going to take your first caller of all the right. day, all right? Get ready for South Beach Gary, Noah, and make sure we didn't hammer the Dolphins too bad. What's up, South all Beach right. Gary? <laughs> hey, no, g- g- good luck, Noah, in your career. I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you. Uh, hey, after Trevor Lawrence, how would you rank the quarterbacks coming out? And the other question is, what would be your dream job? Would you cover a certain team, like a, be like a – 
a baseball announcer covering a team for for every game or or cover a football team uh, on a weekly basis or be a national guy covering a certain sport what would be your your dream job as an announcer and i'll hang up and listen thanks all right well thank you for your question yeah my dream job would probably be the Chicago Cubs broadcaster. That's uh, been my dream for a while. But I love calling football and basketball as well. I'm, and uh, so, you know, ESPN and the Chicago Cubs, that's what I like. I know Boog Shambies and Rich Hollenberg, a couple guys I've interviewed. Rich does the pre- and post game for the Rays, and he also calls college basketball. And then Boog calls college basketball and now is the Cubs announcer, but used to be full-time ESPN. As for Lawrence, it's kind of interesting because you got Zach Wilson and Justin Fields because those two guys are they're pretty close and some people are putting Wilson over Justin Fields. A lot of people are doing it now. I might be with that because you look at his play this season and he's he's been really really solid and you look at some of the throws he's made. Did you see that 60 yard bomb that was just <laughs> it hit him on the chest? That was one of the most impressive throws I've ever seen a college quarterback make. Uh, but I'm still going to go with Justin Fields over uh, uh, Wilson because, yeah. listen, I mean, in the end, Zach has still been a starter for a couple years, and he hasn't had this type of a season. And I know you look at guys like Joe Burrow who are like that. It just takes one year for it to really click. But you look at Justin Fields, and he's still he's Justin Fields. It's hard to pass on that. So I'm going to go Justin Fields third. I'm going with Will. I mean Justin Fields second, Wilson third, Mac Jones is going to be fourth. Then I'm going to go with Trey Lance. All right. Uh, so Mac Jones in front of Trey Lance, and that's yep. very well the way it could go. In fact, Justin Fields or even a Wilson could slide behind Mac Jones. Don't be shocked if it happens in the top ten of this year's yeah, draft. Yeah, Mac Jones really can compete with those guys. He's got an accurate arm. He's an NFL type quarterback. I I really like Mac Jones in this draft, and I think he's going to have NFL success. Uh, but overall, you know, you got to go with these drafts, and you got to go with Justin Fields. But I wouldn't be surprised if Mac Jones ends up having the Zach you know, Wilson stuff's interesting. I really like Zach yeah. Wilson. I think he's the ultimate boomer bust of this draft. I think Fields is a safer play, but I think people are getting excited about Wilson because they look at the tape and they see that throw. They even see the throw. Uh, against Coastal Carolina, although they lost the game, and some people started to knock Wilson and BYU after that. But that last throw that he makes to try to win the game or tie the game, I forget what moment it was, I mean, he rifled that thing in, and they fell short. But just the look of that says, wow. You know, there's a lot of wow factor with Wilson, and so I think people are interested uh, in putting him ahead of Fields, who right now is a little bit more the boring prospect, and I think that's why Wilson has jumped up. See, people think they're going outside the box if they put Wilson up at number two. I think that's why he's moved up so much, yeah. because people like to think outside the box. And Trevor also Lawrence makes a good headline. Chalk, right? Trevor Lawrence is chalk, yeah, and it makes a good headline to be able to do it. Hey, one other thought, too. This is how much Noah has become kind of a star and like he works at getting interviews and he works and does all his homework for the games he's calling and, and this show that he did today but I said when uh, we were going to surprise you we didn't tell you until earlier this week but I talked to your mom about it and uh, I said hey maybe I'll try to get like Boog Shambi on or something because ESPN can help us get on we've had him on before and she's like oh he texts back and forth with Boog all the time <laughs> Uh, not all the time, though. It's not all the time. Uh, I texted him right before the baseball season, though, just ask a couple tips. I know, uh, you know, any anybody I've interviewed, they've heard from me quite a bit. <laughs> yes, uh, that's pretty good, though. You stay after it, uh, and that's what you got to be able to do uh, here in this business, uh, no doubt about it. Um, 
We were talking about some of the draft prospects. We've talked about Mac Jones, who you have interviewed a couple of times in the past before. Mac, we're still waiting for you to call in on ESPN 690. I thought maybe today would be the day to do it. What other? Who else would you want to interview? Well, I tried Zach. I tried getting Zach. But Zach Wilson? Yeah, BYU's communications department didn't really get back to me. I think it's the time zone because, like, I don't know when to call. <laughs> When yeah. you're on Pacific Coast, that's a three-hour delay. Yeah. Well, those guys I mean, are tough right now. And yeah. by the way, even like BYU won't probably have too much say in it. Yeah, Zach not, anymore. not anymore. I, I stopped that. You know, uh, so who else? Ago. Who else uh, would you like? Yeah, I mean. I mean, is it your Cubs guy? Is it Chris I'm Bryant? Trying, is I'm it? trying to get Wilson Contreras. That oh, guy. That'd be cool. He's so fun to watch. And then Rizzo Contreras. I mean, who knows too much about Chris Bryant? You know, it's I. I always wonder. Like I've seen a few. Of his things with people, but you don't see him too much off the field, I feel like. Uh, so I'd like to get Wilson, Rizzo, really any Cubs player. I mean, uh, Javi Baez, awesome. baby. Javi, Played his high man. school baseball right here in Jacksonville. Yeah, and then, I mean, you, all, you know, any Cubs player would be great. I'm trying hard to get some basketball. I don't follow the NBA too much. Uh, you know, it's just kind of, I feel like it's just so... You know, they're too good almost. Cause, like, <laughs> they make it look easy? They make it look easy. And <laughs> That's not, an interesting it's, thought, you know. It's, you know it, we take it for granted. You know those little eight-foot shots that you see missed in, at, at Iowa mm-hmm. versus Illinois? They make them 89% of the time in the NBA. Yeah, it's just insane. It makes it boring how good they are. It's like, you know... Uh, that's why people enjoy watching Steph Curry. He's even better than that good. It's, But then again, it's like I was watching a game, and it's like back and forth. It almost always ends in a three ball nowadays. Yeah, no one takes does. the jumper. You like old school basketball. I was talking to you earlier. You kind of like that. You like Michigan right now, right? Because I love of that. Michigan. Well, you're not right allowed now. to say that in your house. Your dad's not a big Michigan guy. Dad's side Notre Dame and mom's side <laughs> Iowa. I'm not supposed to like them, but it's hard not to but like them. But you're picking Michigan to win it all. Yeah, they got a great squad. You know, Hunter Dickinson is quite the player, man. And then, you know, they got, uh, oh, man, Isaiah uh, Livers is with them. Let's see, I got him all in my notes. F- Franz Don't Wagner. Don't let it blow away now. Oh, yeah, Franz Wagner. To... I mean, these are all, like, Livers is a, is a senior, but you look at Wagner and Dickinson, they're both – Wagner, the sophomore, Dickinson, the freshman. Dickinson's 7-2, man, and he's quite the player. But they got the number one number one overall recruiting class for this season. They got two five-star guys, three four-star. I mean, they, they, they're they going to be good for a long time, but, you know, I've seen them play. I know people will point to the Illinois game, but that was without um, – that was their first game without – I keep blanking on who got injured there. But he, you know, they're a really solid basketball team. Juwan Howard's done great things with them. They, he's coaching them right. They're playing great basketball. I see him play Iowa, and they just nothing wouldn't drop for them. Like it just everything went in, and their defense is good. Like they're they're a good team. I like them to win it all. Uh, and that's just what a story that would be, Jawan Howard. Because I'm trying to think, and I'm, there's probably an obvious answer here as you're saying it, Jawan Howard. Is there a guy who's transitioned into coaching like he has and had success so early in if he were to win a national title, have that kind of success? I mean, the guy that he was as a player and then moving, and, and there's always answers to this. I'm trying to think yeah. more recently, uh, especially in like college basketball. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, listen, Billy Donovan comes to mind. Yeah, right? Billy. Billy Donovan was an unbelievable, uh, was a very good basketball player from my Providence. And that was making my Chicago Bulls look good, man. Yeah, so that's. Uh, that is that's an interesting one part of it right there. Um, I don't know if there are a lot of examples of guys like Jawan yeah, Howard who have transitioned many. and 
carried Beeline's program to the next level when it started to go down a little bit. We'll see if you're right. Uh, the Big Ten is awesome this year. I mean, Big Ten is very good. Kevin Ollie Stewart says that's right, but are they on like probation now? Like, did they get in trouble? <laughs> they won a title. So Ollie won a title. Yeah, with you. That's a good call. That's a good call. And he took over for Calhoun, who obviously had a a very good program for a long time. Beeline, kept. Yeah, Kevin Ollie, that's a good call. Like, I would never have got that, by the way, so I appreciate you sharing it. And now they're on, like, probation, I believe. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's that's what does happen. Um, and that might have even been pre-Ollie, the whole uh, uh, probation stuff. But, but Jawan Howard has done a terrific job, Yeah, uh, a really good job. So uh, it's it's a unique story, at the very least, to have a that good of a basketball player transition into the coaching ranks, have this good of a basketball team. The Big Ten is loaded. Oh, How yeah. many teams end up in the Final Four from the Big Ten, do you think? Uh, of course, the bracket will shake out the way it is, but the multiple teams. How about that? Yes or no? I'm not sure why I go biased here. I'm biased. You're biased. Say yes. All right, I'm gonna. But they're the best conference in America. You they can are. say yes with evidence. You know, it really depends on Illinois. I think it depends on Illinois because this is a team that they're not the most consistent. No, like none of the like they're. Michigan's the only, it seems like the only very consistent team, and that's mostly because they play in the Big Ten. But you're going to be, if you're making the Final Four, you're going to have to beat the best teams in all of the United States. But I'm going to say just yes. Yeah, Why I would not? agree. I would take that bet too, by the way. I would say a couple teams Why in the Final not? Four from the Big Ten makes some sense uh, to me. A big story today, if you're just catching up, Duke, uh, COVID. Reasons out of the ACC tournament. Florida State advances tomorrow without even playing Duke tonight. Uh, but uh, Duke Blue Devils out, and they're probably out of the NCAA tournament. They are not going to make it to the NCAA tournament in 2021. Here at the Players Championship, Shane Lowry starting to make a bit of a move, trying to catch Sergio Garcia. Two shots back of Sergio Garcia's first round lead of seven under a 65 by the former Players Champ, trying to get it done again in 2021. He's off to a very good start. Our Players Championship coverage brought to you by Talent Wealth Management, live from TPC Sawgrass. We roll on one more segment with Noah Schlitzup right after this on ESPN 690. You have to drive the ball well. Uh, fairways are not are not massive. Greens are not very big, uh, so you have to be accurate with your hands. Uh, it feels like uh, if you're hitting greens, you 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 haven't very chances. Uh, you're not you're not like struggling from uh, 50, 60, 70 feet like uh, some of the other courses we play, uh, where the greens are, are just humongous. So. Um, so that uh, that obviously uh, kind of suits my the way I like to play, and um, you know today I was able to to do that, uh, hit some good good iron shots, drove the ball nicely, hit some good iron shots, and get myself a lot of a lot of those 15, 15, 12 to 20 footers um, for eagles and, and birdies, and I was able to roll three or four of them, and uh, that that obviously helps. That is Sergio Garcia, your first round leader here at the Players Championship at TPC Sawgrass. A 65, sensational for Sergio. Two Eagles in that first round. We'll see if he can do it again tomorrow. Brent Morton, along with Noah Schlitzup, he's co-hosting here today until 5 o'clock. So this is his last segment. In for Austin Lane, who's fighting on Saturday. He's in the cage down in Orlando. We wish uh, Austin luck. Can't wait to see how that comes out. And uh, comes back with a W. He'll be back in on Monday. We are live at the Players' Championship for the rest of the week, brought to you by Talent Wealth Management. And Noah, it's been a lot of fun, but let's end on a bang. And I want to know one thing. 
who are kids rooting for these days? Like, who are you? You like have Jordan Spieth? You picked him to win because you did homework, right? Jordan Spieth's a good guy, though. Could root for Jordan Spieth. Do you like Bryson DeChambeau in golf because he hits it a mile? Do you like LeBron James? Is it Steph Curry? Is it Zion Williamson? Uh, in baseball, is it Mike Trout, Fernando Tatis yeah. Jr.? Like, who do you guys talk about at age 14? I'm going to be completely honest here. I'm homeschooled. I don't get too much social <laughs> interaction, man. Yeah. But I remember... You are I, like 14 going on 35 or so, so that maybe takes you a little soul. bit out of this. Yeah. I, half of the time, I don't understand a word that comes out of kids my age's mouth. <laughs> hey, but I remember I me either. Back in and I've Iowa, got a couple of them. <laughs> and we both like Jordan Spieth a lot. We, we love watching Spieth play, and I was so disappointed. I'm here now. I would have loved to see Bryson DeChambeau put one on nine and then drive it onto the green here. I do not like that they shot that down before the practice rounds, man. Yeah, because he had talked about going that route. Yeah, and I thought there were, like, they said because of fans, they're across the fairway and behind some trees over there. Like, it's no danger. They just didn't want that happening for some reason. Well, that's a good take right there. They didn't want it happening. (laughs) I didn't really think. I didn't really like that now that I'm here, but I would have loved to see that. It's that kind, That's the kind of thing that's exciting. That's what kids want, and uh, I think that's what sports have got to do. they got to be less rigid and be more creative. Let guys like Bryson DeChambeau go put one on nine to get back on 18. Like, that makes things interesting. So do you like bat flips by Fernando Tatis Jr. and Bryce Harper? And Come on, old soul. The Texas <laughs> Rangers. That was literally... Ha, they they sounded exactly like pitchers. Like, the, it's all these, like, you can't do that. It's the unwritten rules. That's why kids don't like baseball. Like, it's so, like, the unwritten rules, it's unwritten, man. Like, he can bat flip if he wants. He just took the major league lead for the home for home runs over Mike Trout, who we all know and love. And he, t- he did that, and he's not allowed... The goal is to have success, not to take a strike, help the pitcher out. They're trying, and the I know in the post game interview he's like, "Well, we're trying to make a comeback, and when you're up by that much late, well, you're exactly you're trying to make a comeback. We're trying not to let that happen. And when you're three zero, bases loaded, you know they're gonna pitch it to you. Tatis, I'm with him. You swing big there, and you flip that back because you just took the major league lead for home runs." And, I mean, come on, man. Like, That's I mean, a good... I love, like, Tim Anderson and Fernando Tatis. And I know some of the older souls, will, like, the old game of baseball will be like, yeah, I don't like that. It's showboating. It's, you know, sportsmanship here. Is sportsmanship too exciting? Like, I mean, here, here like, you don't want to go overboard. Like, you want to be a good sport. But celebrate man it's like a touchdown dance like it is they brought that back they banned that for a bit brought it back i think baseball actually i think even the old soul the the traditionalist is coming around on the bat flipping and everything else quicker Mm -hmm. than i thought they would to be honest they know baseball has to shift into uh the future one last one uh steph curry lebron zion williamson then again like i said earlier i know you're not a big nba but what do you i do love watching go pay a ticket for I mean, I feel like LeBron's more for, like, the adults. It seems like he's older uh, now for a basketball player, and, you know, he stands up for what he believes, and that's, like, for – I respect that, but that's more for, like, adults and stuff. That's for them. I feel like it's more, like, what you see on the court, and 
these exciting pl new players like Zion you mentioned uh, and LaMelo Ball this year and you look at Steph Curry like these are the guys that you that us kids really enjoy watching and I feel like you know Giannis Antetokounmpo as well who doesn't love Giannis like that's <laughs> one thing that's everyone can agree on another guy T.J. McConnell comes jumps in. Exactly. Hey, he's got Giannis. How much did Austin tell him that he had to say putting these headphones on? From Giannis to uh, what else? Like Kyle think Pitts about it, think, about it. think about it though. Giannis Antetokounmpo. It he doesn't. There's no rivalry there. It's not Curry or LeBron yeah, there. True. It's it's Giannis. Just Everyone loves Giannis. Low. That's right. Yeah. Uh, hey, Kuz. We're gonna. I'm gonna surprise. Uh, I want. Noah here to critique this little bit of sound that you have. Uh, okay, so you listen in, and uh, Kuz is going to play this clip. I don't know how long he's going to play it uh -oh. for, but I want you to critique it. Thank you, Steve. The Boston Red Sox lost another one yesterday, 9-3 to to the Baltimore Orioles at Fenway Park. Butch Hobson was thrown out of the game in the first inning. Frank Viola pitched six and two-third innings. Gave up six hits and five runs. Viola now has two wins in his last seven starts. The Red Sox had 12 hits but could only manage three runs. Leo Gomez had a three-run homer, and Mike Devereaux hit his 16th homer of the year for the Orioles. Pat Clements got the victory. Right, Today, Ben McDonald cool. goes against John Dobson. John Dobson. In other scores, the Toronto Blue Jays beat the New York Yankees 3-1. to one. Kansas City. Oh, okay. Thank you, Coos. What's that accent? <laughs> is that New York? Uh, that's a Rhode Island accent. Do you know who that is? Forget about it. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> forget about that's it. Not a, uh, that's not a. That's not like New, more like New York to me. But is that you? That's me. Yeah. When I was like your age, probably a shade younger, maybe about it's a, a lot year better younger. than most kids that age, that's for sure. <laughs> a, lot, a lot better than most kids. Uh, yeah. So there I you go. I can tell right? you were reading the script, though. That's, I, I that's was the reading thing. the script. That's, that's good, right there. You could tell us reading. Because back then, you don't know this, but used to do sports reports like mm -hmm. for two or three minutes mm -hmm. in radio. Well, they don't really yeah. do that anymore. But that's what that was back in like 1989, 90, 91, whatever it was. So there you go. See? Yeah. You can start young and get somewhere. You're mm -hmm. going way better, place, bigger places than me, though. Don't worry about it. Uh, John Bachman from Action News Jack's about to go on TV. Jumps in real quick. He's another Iowa guy. Like, how well, many Iowa, Iowa connections do we need around here? What is it with Iowa and Jacksonville? Well, here's is, there the thing. A, is there like a direct uh, flight? Well, here's the thing. Yeah. You got Iowa and you got all this snow. And here's the thing. Like, it's terrible up there, it seems like. It's terrible. And everyone's complaining about the snow. Last, the last winter I spent there, I got down to negative 40 one day. Wow, how about that, like, Bachman? You, get, you beat negative 40 ever? Well, maybe not in Iowa. I can beat it in uh, St. Louis College up in Minnesota, but that's with a wind chill. It's cold up there. Noah's dead on. A lot of folks are ex ex getting out, escaping the winter up there. Yeah, my, like... My grandparents, they come down here every single year down towards in the Tampa area. They always are down there, and you got to escape the snow. All right, Bachman, you got to go hey. on TV in a couple of minutes. What do you got coming up? Well, a couple of things. First of all, Noah, you're, uh, you seem like you're doing a fantastic job. I'm so excited for you. This is a great thing that you guys are both doing. So congratulations you. to you. And, Brent, you're the man. Um, we've got a bunch of stuff going on news-wise. I won't bore you with that. Obviously, we're going to be covering the, the players as well. Um, but I really wanted to just uh, come on to do some shameless plugging for uh, the first tee because um, if you're watching the players on TV today and you're going, golly, that course looks primed and ready, I'd love to play it. Well, guess what? I have a way you can. There's a couple ways with the first tee. You can um, 
sign up for Play Day, which is going to actually happen the week of the Masters. But if you donate at least ten dollars, every ten dollars you donate, you a chance for a drawing to win a round for you and a buddy at TPC Sawgrass Stadium Course with Len Matisse. That's awesome. And then, uh, so that's pretty cool. So get on board with that. And then, lastly, is the Taste of Golf, which is um, later on in May, where you can actually um, go and taste of golf, pay a little bit more, but you'll guarantee the spot on the golf course. So, uh, all yeah. right, I'll spread some more of that information. First Tee website, yes. I'm sure you can get even more web uh, information. I know your Twitter, you can get more information as well. But uh, the play day is really fun. We had a lot of fun with that last year. Absolutely. It's a great time. You can talk trash, post some scores, post some pictures. And uh, uh, it's a great event in April, the week of the Masters. So we'll we'll be promoting that throughout. But you can actually donate right now and get your name on the list to win the round. i got to run. Love you guys. Thanks so much. All right. Get on TV, John Bachman, CBS 47, Fox 30. You're rolling to, well, go check out Jordan Spieth over here on the 16th hole. And then off the creek side to call a baseball game on your YouTube channel. Where do they find it? Schlick Sports on YouTube. Schlick Sports. On YouTube. Noah Schlitzup, you were awesome, man. Thanks for coming by and co-hosting the show. Thank you so much. This is awesome. Uh, Maybe we won't let Austin Lane back in, but we'll let you come on again regardless. How about that? All right. That's awesome. All right. uh, Thanks to to everybody for making it happen. We're not done, though. We've got an hour to go flying solo from the Players' Championship right here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Our players' coverage brought to you by Talent Wealth Management. Nice job, Noah. We'll be back. We talk some football at 5.